Hi, everybody. Welcome to the rest of the review. Dylan God's reading his iPad and being a right old lady on his period. Luckily, I'm here to make sure this show is good. No, John is the lady. I am a man. No, you're not. I am a man. You I'm are a, man. a boy. You are a boy. Based on your age. Based on your age. You're only 12. This week, we're going to be profiling everyone's favorite wrestler as a child. Yukon Eric. Pour <laughs> yourself a cup of gasoline. We're heading north of 60, which was a show Whoa. from ads that I saw on the CBC in Canada. And is talking about the Northwest Territories and the Yukon. Are we talking about ads or are we talking about abs? Because if Both. we're talking about abs, we're talking about Yukon Eric. Nice. Segue. Dylan, this week we are getting in the Wayback Machine's more antique version for a wrestler <laughs> that stopped wrestling in the 60s. He stopped wrestling in the mid-60s, not even those late 60s, baby. Yeah, Vern Gagne was a, like a, a whip-crack re- uh, a young rookie under this gentleman. He's a young goddamn buck, okay? Yeah. He Yuka- saw Yukon Eric's chest and thought, one day, my chest will be half that size. He was a, he was a man's man, Yukon Eric. Um, from a time, he was from the golden before, age Before we get wrestling. into all this, I, I want to, because this was Dylan's pick this week, why did you want to profile Yukon Eric? Because I didn't even know who Yukon Eric was until we did research for this show. I wanted to profile Yukon Eric because I thought he had a silly name and I saw a picture of him with a dog. That's the only reason I needed it. And also, by the way, once you see a photo of Yukon Eric with a dog, you're like, yeah, there's nothing else that man could have done. <laughs> he was a corporal in World War II who met a man named, I think, either Handsome Man Dean. Mountain Man Dean. Mountain Man Dean, who was like, Son, uh, I think you need to join the ranks of the professional written that's pass me some more chicken and then we're going to go jack off on none of <laughs> But it's also, he's, Yukon Eric is firmly, firmly entrenched in the wrestling is not fake era. Oh my God. And if you watch his matches, it's like, wow, this guy must have gotten in a fight a day because the entire match, here is one, his move, one of his main moves was to throw the guy off the ropes mm-hmm. and then he just runs into his chest and then uh, throw the guy off the ropes again and then the guy would like very scaredly run, like uh, fall down. Yes. And it's like, we'll talk about this in a future episode, but there's certain people who were in the wrestling industry at this time who was like can we just say it's fucking fake because i'm tired of fighting people because no of course it's fake no one runs a guy into their chest and the guy is like oh no he's clearly he's clearly cooperating with that hip toss that physically isn't possible unless he's cooperating with the hip toss yeah Um, who would just get into a fight and then bear hug somebody exactly uh guys breaking news it's fake also, Yukon Eric was known for just taking his shirt off in bars. <laughs> well, yeah, this is... He it's was almost like Yukon Eric had been to, to rural Canada in the late 90s and was like, I'll just be one of these guys. <laughs> I want you to call me Carp Eric. And they're like, oh, we don't know what that is. And he's like, call me Yukon Eric, even though it's not strictly appropriate, because if you're shirtless in the Yukon, you're dead. Yeah, but let's talk a little, try and b- talk a bit about his early life because this is one of the interesting ones. Because we'll, when we do uh, a guy from this era, like the fifties, with say the, era again, you haven't said era enough. Can we talk about this guy from era? That's how I say era now. I like it. Um, <laughs> we're kicky and weird. You're so totally Samantha. Shut the fuck up. And I'm the guy who fucks Shut Samantha. Shut the fuck up. I'm the Yukon Eric to Samantha's pussy. Impressive. Oh yeah, sixty-six inches. 
That's how big his chest was. I am aware. I also watched that documentary. Five foot six chest. His chest is the average size of a comedy writer. <laughs> and it says smelly. Come at me, comedy writers. Yeah, what do you want? What do you want? Fucking no, soap? Oh, you want soap? Oh, you're too busy ironing a flannel shirt so you can work on a Parks and Rec spec script. Too bad. Yukon Eric fucking backbreaker. Oh, now you're dead because you don't have the fucking ability to withstand that move because you're not the killer Kowalski who at the time was called Valtek Kelvaski. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> my name is Valtek Kelvaski. Well, at the time of the angle, we figured I should have more than one name and my name shouldn't just be Bill. Yeah. Yukon Eric versus Bill. Um, at the time, it was determined that I should be more Polish even though I am Polish. So... <laughs> I changed my name from Walter to Waltek. Waltek is Walter in Polish. Killer Kowalski is looking at the lights and wondering how they got screwed in. He's uh, angry. Killer Kowalski is looking for a blonde muscle man that he will say you will be terrorizing. So we'll call you terrorizing. I don't know why I'm That's talking in the third funny. person. That's Is that how he got his name? That is how he got his name. That was terrorizing. That was That's killer. so. I didn't even realize that. Killer was Kowalski until literally. Now. Apparently, the story was like <sighs> uh, Triple H. <sighs> I have an idea for you. And you will called terrorizing. And then Triple H was like, uh, maybe that could be like a part of my name. And Killer Kowalski was like, ah, very good. And then walked no, away. No, whole name. And then walked away and was basically like, his name is Terra Rising. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Terra. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a man. No, you're not. You're a big girl. You're a big girl. You're a big girl. With you're a big girl. It takes fucking... Dirk. Um, <laughs> take Dirk. Uh, say by the uh, way, I'd like to say... Say ah uh, and ear again in this podcast. Oh, are you yawning? Not yet. John, put away the gun. <laughs> John, put your goddamn gun away. Why are you crying? Why are I'm you crying? crying. You are crying. crying. That's exactly what someone would cry yeah. would say. I just wanted to say... Uh, <laughs> put your gun away. <laughs> put the goddamn gun away. <laughs> so he was born April 16th, uh, 416... You know what the symbolism of that is? The 416? He's a big Drake fan. He's Drake's dad. No, he wrestled mostly in southern Ontario, which means he was wrestling on the 416 and his birthday was 416. That's all come. <laughs> That's all come. I'm so fascinated by anytime someone, how people get into professional wrestling. It's like you're hanging out with a group of friends and then one guy beats up all your friends and says, come with me. You can be a snowman, but fake wise. I think that it's more like, oh, that guy who naturally has a crazy body. Because this also wasn't a time of steroids and stuff like that. This would just be like, like it is true because Yukon Eric would have just been, who's that massive man in the unit? And they're like, oh, yeah, go talk to that. Go talk to that balding circus attraction over there who works in the fucking uh, supply yard. <laughs> uh, Oh, you'll be a good wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. People run into your chest, and then everyone will like your chest. Can yeah, I touch your chest? Show a movie of you on your own chest. It's very interesting though, because you kind of Eric. Uh, before we go over his whole career, uh, he's kind of like I don't know, almost like a foreshadowing of like how wrestling would turn out, uh, like almost a hundred years later. Absolutely, because he's. Um, oh yeah, because people probably don't know what happens. This is like, guys. This is like the pro wrestling version of cereal. Yeah. But it's going to be 
I'm going to say 50 minutes long. And also it's going to conclude properly and also not have that annoying woman's voice. And that's when I discovered nothing consequential. <laughs> I haven't listened to Serial because I'm not a monster. I listened to one episode of it and I'm like, this is awful. We are all, yeah, we're jacking off on an imprisoned person's, either we're oh, yeah. personifying a murderer as being a good person or we're just like, oh, this drama of real life is so, del- like, stop listening to the podcast and go give money to the Innocence Project, you bags of shit. Well, yeah, that's what I, like, uh, making a murderer is like that too. Where I feel like I'm guaranteeing there are some people who will go to the trial of that guy when it's actually probably going to be like, ooh, did you see the live season finale? Yeah. Oh, you mean the d- real trial of that man? Yeah. Oh, yes. I, c- I got I got kicked out for having a sign. <laughs> a sign that says he's a murderer. He's a murderer and a pussy. And I'm all about wet pussy. We know that. No, we don't. We keep reading your Tumblr. Um, <laughs> so he made his in-ring debut. That means debut. That in uh, January 22nd, 1942. Under the ring name Yukon Eric. And how many people do you think come into wrestling with their shit already done? The following people have that. Nice. Terrorizing. Okay. Ric Flair. <laughs> Terrorizing Ric Flair. Because it seems Maybe like... Maybe Randy Savage? No, Randy Savage was... No! Was he Steve Savage? Was he Fred Savage? He was at, He used to be called Fred Savage. No, he was he Fred Savage. Briefly as um, Randy I, Poffo. And also, I think the Road Warriors came in always as Hawk and Animal. Yeah. Well, because maybe uh, Hawk and Animal aside, this seems like a time, and maybe I'm wrong, where you didn't really have to try gimmicks out? No, I completely you're like, agree. He's strong as from the Yukon, get in the goddamn ring. Well, this was everyone's gimmick. Is like, What else do you want me to add? Yeah. You drink milk. Yeah. You like milk a lot, and uh, that's it. And in this corner, a man who vaguely worked out 10 years ago, smoking a cigar with a towel around his neck. It's Bill. <laughs> and in this corner, the exact same guy, but with different colored hair. Boo. It's Richard! I don't like the streak in Richard's hair. Yeah. Richard, you might call me a bit of a dick. Boo! You don't reference genitals! Yeah. Richard, you get the fuck out of my town! I'm a riot! There are women here. We apologize for that language. Bill has been shot by, (laughs) by police officers on their way to what you call a lynching and what we call here in Macon, Georgia... Sunday. Okay, so... (laughs) Oh, come on down to Macon unless you're black. (laughs) Making a lot of people uncomfortable (laughs) on the Wrestler Review. So, uh, Yukon Eric, we can talk about his main uh, main attributes. Here is his main character points, and I'm not making this up. 66-inch chest, as we talked about. And, like, when you... I say 60... His body... His body looks weird if you apply it to today's wrestling. Yeah, and it's he wrestled barefoot, which I honestly don't think there's enough of now. No, I completely agree. I love that as a detail. I really like like Bray Wyatt. I mean, I've talked about this a lot, but Bray Wyatt character for me has a lot wrong with it. And one of the main things is like he's just not crazy enough. Yeah, like he should be smeared in my shit. Yeah, no. The thing with a lot of those sort of characters, like Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, is also it's like he's kooky. He stole a T-shirt. It's like no, <laughs> if they're crazy, 
in the middle of other people. Do what ECW used to do with Sabu uh, in the run-up or with Taz in the run-up to the feud with Sabu, which is Taz would just come to the ring and beat the shit out of two guys and then just leave. Yeah. Like, oh, no, he's an unpredictable asshole. We can't control him. You have to actually put that over. And uh, going with what you're saying is wrestling barefoot adds a level of toughness, but also adds a level of, like, wildness. Because even if it is, like, you're agreeing, okay, it's fake. But you're still you're getting in the ring with a, another muscle belt man bound man who's wearing boots, and now you just have your awful toes exposed. <laughs> well, because Yukon Eric, in a lot of ways, if you think about it, is like uh the well not in a lot of ways he's pretty much the exact same character as Hillbilly Jim because yeah. his entire character is well-meaning hillman because his entire uh what he's what his gimmick like and what they wanted to do with him originally was basically be like you're coming to every town. With a dog sled. <laughs> and he was like, no, <laughs> that's, you uh, can't drive. No, I'm not uh, doing that. So they came to a compromise. And keep in mind, this man wrestled mostly in southern Ontario. And like, so in Ontario in the winter, if you've never been to Canada in the winter, like, imagine the stereotypes, you know. So yeah, that's, and it's, imagine the roads, the howling fucking wind. Yeah. And this is also southern Ontario roads before the highways were all built. Because they, they were building them all in the 50s and 60s and 70s. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So you're on two lane or single lane mm-hmm. roads cut through f- like heavy thick forest. Yeah. Or you're on a road that's literally right next to an a lake that's effectively a tiny ocean. Yeah. With gusts of wind blowing and you're driving through always driving in and around Hamilton which was a like a bustling metropolis at this time. Which smelled like shit. <laughs> I mean, that hasn't changed. Ooh, there's probably about 35 people listening to this shit who know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they make Fuck Hamilton. They smell like your mom's pussy. John's Bob's pussy. Bad. Bad. Why do you keep having sex with my mom? She looks Making so, love. So far away. We make love. Um, so, but he would drive... He would drive a, a cat. He had a Cadillac. He would drive it with his shirt off, yeah. no matter what the fucking went. So he would have a plaid shirt, but have it undone because, like, you got to wear a shirt to eat, I suppose. Um, and that was that was his uh, his gimmick. Oftentimes, by the way, windows rolled. I down. would rather fight everyone in every bar and be Killer Kowalski, where it's like I carved a guy's eye out, than like be cold. <laughs> yeah, that okay. So he was shirt like shirt open. Oh, just right off. But windows down. No, he's like, there's no, like... Yeah, or top down, because it was two different versions, because I saw that in that documentary oh, okay. that you sent me, and then I also did some reading up in that time frame of Canadian wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, this is the generation, by the way, that where Stu Hart was, like, around as a wrestler and not a crazy man who beats up people in his basement. Yeah, Stu Hart was like, hello, let's talk. He wasn't like... Yeah, Stu Hart was like, hey, I just had another kid. Uh, like, you know what I mean? He had a reasonable amount of children for him, which was zero. <laughs> <laughs> I just want i want to make something I can headlock. I'm going to start growing my own fuck food. <laughs> oh, I want some food for my dick. Yeah, Marcy, yeah, yeah. It's time for you to start growing some opponents with your weakness cavity. <laughs> Yeah, he probably fucked her. Do you think they had sex? No. <laughs> I you think that think so. she was trying to sleep and she would be awoken to just a headlock on her pussy. Well, call that one Smith. <laughs> no, there's no way. 
There's no way. He probably... They uh, fucked all the time. The amount of children they have... I don't think they had sex. Who had all those kids? I don't know. Okay. Good point. I don't know, John. Glad we had that talk. Dom, oh, wait. You're an idiot, though. No, I'm not. I'm very smart. Is that true? Uh, Yeah. Nope. You're wrong again. I'm an uh, IQ of uh, 469. <laughs> 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 yeah. Before this podcast goes on, I'd like to say I'm, the, I'm with the LGBT community. Large girls with big titties. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sit the fuck down. If you're standing up, sit the fuck down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> John, John laughed and farted. <laughs> John laughed and farted. He's like a baby. He's holding. Oh, no. His gun. He put his gun down. He put his goddamn gun down. I'm sorry. I'm laughing so hard at the fact that Dylan's crying. Mm. I'm not. That's what you would say. My dick is crying. No, it's not. Yeah, it is, you need to go to that doctor. It's a little bit of pre-cum. <laughs> Just a, Dylan ooh. has pre-cum for you, Con Eric, because <laughs> of his skill in the ring, because Dylan admires a professional. Sorry. Did you watch any Yukon Eric matches? I certainly did. I watched the Killer Kowalski Yukon Eric. I actually did research for this entire match. For this entire episode. <laughs> that entire match. Yeah, the match that you and I are going to have where we audio replicate every Yukon Eric match, which is this. He, first of all, him stepping into the ring, there must have been a weight to his body that was extreme because the ring moves in a much weirder way than it does for other opponents. But also, guys in that era, even though he was clearly the he baby He had face, like a massive, like we're saying like a five foot six chest, but like... He is fucking massive. Like he's legit, probably Ryback size in a time when Where there's no people steroids. were big. Yeah, and people were big. Like, uh, like your uncle is big. Like, where are your muscles all in your forearms and your hands? Yeah, because that's what you use to rip binder twine. You know? Yeah. Where? Why do I need to work on my biceps? I'm not fucking jacking off because that's <laughs> what the queers do. I don't jack off. I fuck. Yeah, fuck a woman twice a week and we twice make a, a baby week. every time. Eye contact both times. <laughs> Once on Sunday after church, other time also on Sunday in the evening. That way she knows. <laughs> That's why, because that pussy's mine, girl. Um, but also, the, I will say this about I've said this before about old school wrestling. I'm gonna say it again. Very watchable matches, actually, compared to now in a way. They're very watchable. I'll say this. I think they're filmed better. I don't know. Yeah, when we do other it. when we do other matches, guys from this era, we're gonna we're gonna lose all our filming stuff. But uh, I think they're filmed better. I don't know. It's a weird like eye in the sky camera. If you've never seen one, just Google Yukon Eric uh, Killer Kowalski. Kowalski. But they don't like switch cameras at all. It's just like one roaming shot. Yeah, it's one guy. It's one guy who'd be on a platform who's literally turning the camera with his hand. Yeah, there's no director. Because exactly, they, yeah. They don't have a radio. Yeah. And it's not even like 80s, like before before NBC uh, really had input on the WWF product. It's not even like that. Yeah. Like, because the WWF thing is kind of like filmed like like New Japan matches are now, where they just yeah. go sudden cuts. Um, it's just like this one roaming shot, kind of a close-up. Um, and then uh, the announcer is just a bored man. Oh, the announcer is the guy they would... You can't and they also all were weirdly nasally but trying to have a deep voice so it was all just sort of like and yeah welcome <laughs> um yeah because that's how they thought radio 
Because now, yeah, now radio is like, uh, but then it was, eh, yeah. Eh. Hey, I'm a man. That um, was very well, good. Well, this is all the time then when you thought they- Can I steal all this from a uh, new Edinburgh show? Yep, of course you can. Radio guys uh, back then. Eh. Now. Eight stars. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you. It's not just me. It's this giant crowd I've brought to the show as well. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's a live show recorded at Wembley Arena. Whoa. Know why? Because we don't, we don't fuck around. No, we um, do you got also just amazing style in that, okay, even with heels, all the heels would have to, like, they'd always be cheating. There'd be something where the referee would look the other way, and then they'd get, like, offensive in and stuff like that. It just told a much simpler story. Yeah. Like, I think post-Jim Cornette, I'm starting to understand what he's, he means about how there's sports entertainment and there's wrestling. And that there's two there's distinctive things you can look at and point at and be like, oh, that actually is a logical decision on that athlete's part to further the story of this match, where it's like... Every Yukon Eric match is a bit different. I watched like a Killer Kowalski one, and then I watched a tag match with him, like and a guy named like Sky High Hughes. <laughs> oh, was that the Vergani tag? Yes, with Vergani as well. <laughs> when he's tagging with Vergani, where Vergani is just like, "Well, I no one wants to see what I'm doing because that thing you can see, like all the shit that people are talking about, like oh, there's pro wrestling and there's yeah, like you're saying." But you uh, you don't when the Vergani era you really do think like oh yeah two guys got a waist lock and then that's the end of the match like and then they yeah, did that for forty minutes and then someone hit a sunset flip but it was like Yukon Eric is just like oh this guy's like doing he's legit doing like eighties sp- pro wrestling yeah he's doing eighties high spots he's yeah he fucking looks amazing and also he's not like Hillbilly Jim's a good comparison except for the fact that Hillbilly Jim was not also like good looking like Yukon Jim is not is not anyone that you'd be like oh god like in the same way that the rock is going is more famous than steve austin a because he's a better actor but b he's way more fuckable yeah well and also has stone cold can't be a love interest for a woman let's just throw that like if the rock is a love interest for a woman you can think like oh that big man's protecting her with stone cold it's like oh he just took it (laughs) yeah the machine was broken so he stole the snickers yeah. Oh, how do, how is Stone Cold living in that house? Oh, that woman went through a rough divorce and she's just trying to find herself again and has made a mistake <laughs> with the guy. The, and he doesn't want to leave. Yeah. Flat out. Baby, uh, there's beer in your pussy. Yukon <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric. Oh, almost time for a break. Yukon uh, Eric's uh, biggest feud, which we will get to after the break, is with Killer Kowalski, uh, which actually got Killer Kowalski uh, his nickname and also put Montreal Wrestling on the map. It gave him his fucking. Yeah. It gave him d- everything. It gave him his gimmick. Like, I picked Yukon Eric did. arbitrarily, as I said. But then, as after uh, after picking him, you kind of realize, like, oh, this guy kind of like, Was in it- a weird way, in a weird way, he, uh, yeah, he a made Montreal Wrestling, b made Killer Kowalski, who in turn trains the guy who legit's gonna take over wrestling from Vince McMahon. Let's do the Killer Kowalski thing and then take a break. Sure. Okay, so Killer Kowalski, Yukon Eric are wrestling in the Montreal Forum. Now, a couple of things you need to understand about Montreal. Montreal, especially in this time, because what's the time frame? We're in the it's the middle fifties. Yeah, early fifties. Yeah, early fifties is a super divided fucking city um, between French and English language. Um, still is now, but still more is, so. But at that, like, this point, it was bubbling under the surface and was way more dominated by English people and the French people were essentially the working class of the city, and it was a big problem so it was also and it still is very hard to run any sort of event because they really don't like seeing each other at the events french people and english people 
want separate things. That's sad. It is sad. It's ridiculous. One of the things that they did unite over was hockey, which was held at the Montreal Forum. The Montreal Forum you can go to anytime you want. It's now a shopping mall that's shitty. And <laughs> so bad, in fact, the city pays businesses to be there because they can't get anyone to go there. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. That sucks. Um, anyways, uh, so they go there. Built into a big feud. Yukon Erica, already a big draw in that uh, city, but not super big. Um, and they weren't necessarily sold out. They were doing all right. In the midst of the match, they miscalculate a move, and basically Yukon Eric puts his le- his ear too close to a, wing ro- a ring rope while Killer Kowalski jumps off the top rope. Killer Kowalski, at the time known as Voltek Kowalski, uh, lands on uh, Yukon Eric in a way that he drops to the mat, and his ear gets fucking ripped off. Mm-hmm. The referee grabs the ear. He's taken to the hospital. Killer Kowalski goes and does other spot shows in and around Canada, comes back to Montreal on the two, on the Wednesday to get paid. Mm-hmm. The promoter goes, why haven't you been in to see um, Yukon Eric? Mm-hmm. There's two stories. What you, uh, Killer Kowalski says, which is, I went to the hospital and I laughed in his face. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, the kayfabe story or... The kayfabe story that they then... But it did happen in front of journalists because it went in the legit newspaper, the Montreal Gazette, one of the most respected newspapers in Canada. Yeah. The front page headline the next day was Kowalski laughs at wounded man or something like that. <laughs> and it was just a photo of Yukon Eric, which sold out wrestling in the forum the next Monday. Well, I'm sure And they that- went on a sold out run. Now, what the they think actually happened is Yukon Eric and Killer Kowalski were very close. Yeah. Killer Kowalski was not there during visiting hours. He was there another time and they think that mm-hmm. he'd actually gone to see his friend, not realizing he was giving an interview. Uh-huh. So the press were there, and Killer Kowalski did the smartest thing, which was fucking played it up to heel yeah. and made the fucking territory. Why that is important is that at that time in the middle 50s, the following people ended up in the stands watching wrestling at the Montreal Forum. Mm-hmm. Pat Patterson. Mm-hmm. Mad Dog Vachon. Mm-hmm. Actually, and like this is like... This is what pops it and makes it big in that country. They were already fans of it, but now this gives them a viable option to have jobs. They can mm-hmm. stay in their cities, particular for the Vaj- the Vajons and the Rujos that then go on to work that territory. And some still work schools today. Still, like yeah. Rujos are still that's their fucking territory. Yeah, well, the one of the Rujo brothers um, uh, runs pr- um, wrestling classes at a used car lot every day that it's sunny on a Saturday. That's good. Yeah, you that's know, a good. That's a good thing. The guy who was the pirate. Ooh, Pierre. A rough, 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 rough. His move was sit on you with his big butt. <laughs> um, um, what I love about the killer call. So basically, this guy, um, and clearly, uh, here's the, here's how that story. I mean, this is me guessing. The promoter goes, why haven't you been to see Yukon, Eric, <laughs> during visiting hours and like make a fucking angle, you stupid motherfucker. Yeah. Where it's like, this guy legit lost his ear. For some people, for some reason, people think, like, people bouncing off this guy's belly is a legitimate fighting move still. Go out there and make yourself and me, like, a billion dollars. Yeah, go make wrestling. Because like you said, like, here are the, like, the careers that came off of that, this, this, this one feud. His own, Killer Kowalski, who's generally regarded as one of the best heels of all time. Yeah. Like, and only, by the way, recently died, which is the craziest thing. Or yeah. still alive. No, he's dead. No, he's dead. Uh, Kowalski, uh, like you said, Pat Patterson, Mad Dong Vachon. The um, Rougeos. The Rougeos. Although I think Patterson was 
like was already in the business. I think he was, like, he was wrestling. No, no, no. If you I, make I, a actually, territory, you know, I'm you, actually incorrect. Yeah. It totally Pat Patterson because Pat Patterson started wrestling when he's 18. Mm-hmm. And he started going to wrestling when he was 12. How do I know that? Well, because I didn't lose my virginity until I was 17, so I had time oh. to read. Oh, yeah, 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 really Le- late. Left uh, it in. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, obviously Kowalski trains Triple H. It starts the snowball effect. Yukon Eric made the Attitude Era. Guys, I let's take a break. Every time you see Xbox 420 says, I just smoked your ass, you the better greatest th- thing in the Attitude Era. You better think of a man shirtless driving a Cadillac convertible in minus 25 degrees down a f- down fucking... Minus 25 degrees, doesn't care, drinking milk in public. Yeah. They wouldn't let him drink beer because that's not your goddamn gimmick, Eric. You shut the fuck up, you take your shirt off, here's $50. Do you want to be a minor? No. Take your shirt off, drink some goddamn milk in December. I just, also, his friends, when they're like, his friends are fucking like Moondogs, Sputnik Monroe. Sputnik Monroe, yeah. And fucking uh, like Man Mountain Dean. Like, it's just. <laughs> Man Mountain Dean. It's weird to train a guy and then be like, you're so good. You Here's my gimmick. You have, you're barefoot and you like dogs. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to take a break now. Okay, bye. And we'll be back. Ladies and gentlemen. Please rate and subscribe to the Wrestler Review. Of course, we also want to review it. Please review our podcast for the love of fucking Christ. And also, guys, give us some money. Not with a Patreon. Nope. Or some sort of naughty Amazon link. We don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing, right? Here's what we want you guys to do. We both have comedy albums. Please buy those comedy albums on our website, thejohnhastings.com. That is John's website. And DylanAgot.com. The A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. DylanAgot.com, thejohnhastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. We're black. We're back. We're louder than a heart attack. You Come literally say that every Come fucking in. week. Get a new one. No. Now. Get I have one. never said that on this episode, on the show ever. Yeah, you have. Nope. Name one episode. All of them. Tweet at Dylan if I've I ever I don't said have that any that. memories. Tweet. Why does everyone say, hey, remember that? Oh, name one. No, I don't remember things, John. Maybe I'm a should. man, okay? You're not a man. You The only thing I remember? Large girls with big titties, LGBT baby. You've never. <laughs> You've never... Oh, there's a bunch of chicks just... around me right now. John's puking. <laughs> yeah, that's the John's vomiting. John's vomiting. <laughs> oh, now you're just gonna milk the joke for it was funny at first. He's stroking his gun. You're destroying the joke, much like Yukon Eric destroyed his life. Uh oh, twist coming. Don't ruin it. I haven't ruined it. Don't ruin the fucking shit, man. I haven't. Don't. I haven't. You're ruining it. I haven't. Um, you got Eric, but okay, we were joking about how he influenced the Attitude Era, but <laughs> when you... Oh, <laughs> that was a funny show. Oh, knock, knock. Who's there? Attitude Era? No, it's Yukon Eric. Easily confused. <laughs> um, the thing with him as a performer and as a wrestler is this. He... Performer, you mean, of course, his singing career. As a, He's a singer. Mm-hmm. What songs did he sing? He sang uh, Yvonne of the Yukon. Of course he did. Did he actually have a fucking singing <laughs> career? <laughs> no. You, think, you don't know with wrestling where you're like, oh, yeah. For fuck's sakes, technically Vern Gagne has a singing career. So Yukon uh, Eric was generally in. Have they had a good-natured man from the woods in a while? 
Why haven't they had a good natured man? For well, I mean, it wouldn't. It was, it's a child's character. You also couldn't <laughs> do it anymore because they would do it like they would try and bring in Yukon Eric, but they call him Yukon Nathaniel, and he'd be like a Greenpeace guy, and Vince would be like, "What do you mean he's pretending to be vegan?" Vin- Vince, it's fine. He recently ate some meat. Bring him to me. <laughs> Vince would love. If he Yukon wants Eric. to act like a woman, I'm gonna treat him like a woman. And wrestling is one of those weird things where, like, literally every other. Every other uh, form of entertainment, you kind of get, um, like, there's an evolution to it, and there is an evolution to wrestling as well. But I still think if UConn Eric was around now, he would have been a big star, because you look at his size, yeah. it's like six feet, 300 pounds of, like, muscle. Yeah, he's just a big, impressive, handsome like he'd man be good who throws people now. around. Like, yeah. He would be Ryback, but with a personality. Aww. Did he have a personality, though? UConn Eric, well, it's a different, again, it's a different time where there's a lot less emphasis on promos. There is no promos. Yeah, there's nothing. Bill Bet, the champion, was it, it was the champion's job at the end of the show to get on the mic and say, thank you for coming, please buy some cotton candy on the way out. Um, yeah, or it was the cha- or set up for the next match. The guy who really made it so that you do the promo before the match was? George's George. No. Me. No. Luthez. It was Gorgeous George, but more importantly, it was also uh, Superstar Billy Graham. Really? Superstar Billy Graham was the big... If you ever watch any of his MSG matches, he comes to the ring first, which is weird mm-hmm. when he's the champion, and does a match with... Or does an interview with Vince McMahon Jr. Mm-hmm. talking about other times he's going to defend the title, while Vince McMahon goes, well, you have to get through this challenger first, Superstar. And he's like... I don't worry about it. I'm great. Too hot to hold. Too cold to mold. (laughs) But he also, I don't know, Superstar Billy Graham. Like, Yukon Eric is, uh, you know, I'm not looking for Yukon Eric to to pretend to be really good at karate. Like, no, but what I mean is, like, you got a guy like, uh, this dude, as big as he is, he doesn't look like uncomfortable looking at him. Like, Superstar Billy Graham, Scott Steiner for sure. They both look like, uh, they're yeah. not. And it's just you so scary like- to look at Superstar Billy Graham and think, this guy was on steroids in the 70s, like whatever they thought that was, which is probably like one ingredient of what's in steroids now, and then a bunch of like weird old rocks that they found oh, in yeah. the dirt. Because <laughs> the side effects that Superstar Billy Graham has had to steroids that no one else has had, where it's like, oh, my bones just turned to dust. <laughs> and <it's> like, <laughs> what the fuck? The one thing I have heard that's like actually honest about Yukon Eric though is that he was like a bit of like an ornery dick. Just yeah, because you're shirtless and not allowed to have a fucking beer, and they ripped your ear off. Yeah, I'd be kind of an asshole too. <laughs> but I'm assuming. What that do you mean like, I don't get to wear a coat? Yeah, you don't even probably get a good idea of his personality because I'm assuming there's a ton of stories about him being a dick. There's the story about like where they he basically lives in a mobile home for most of his life. Yeah, he only for most ever, of his career. He sorry. only ever really lived in trailer parks. Yeah, he only ever lived because, to be fair though, like that makes sense given that you're on the road so much. Because the first title he wins is the NWA Texas Heavyweight Title, and he's a big draw in Montreal. Yeah, like think about that, and then think about like you said the highway system. In the fucking 40s and 50s, yeah. The 50s, is they just started making highways, essentially. Yeah, they just started making highways, and they haven't figured out stuff like, what do you mean gas stations? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, McDonald's isn't a highway 
a highway off point yet. Yeah, there isn't 47 on routes, which is something that yeah. a mutual... Oh, shit, I got to drive from uh, 8 p.m. to 3 a.m., and uh, the desk closes at 7. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, so I'll just sleep. I'll make my house my car. Yeah. Here's what I know. My dog's my wife, and my house is my car. <laughs> so here are the titles he won. He won NWA Texas Championship. The Check this title I out. I love this title. Montreal Athletic Commission's International Heavyweight Championship. I like a complicated wrestling title. It's why I It sounds like he's literally the champion of just like the convenience store outside of the Montreal Forum. Yeah, he is. And the winner of the most international arm wrestling and <laughs> eating whatever the fuck that bucket is behind the counter match. It's Yukon. He's dead. He has salmonella. <laughs> Who do you think Yukon Eric's going to be like now? Because, all right, here's another I would t- say that Yukon Eric's best sort of. Uh, I would say the equivalent would be Goldberg in terms of he's a physical specimen. No, but I mean like... Wait, shut up and never talk again because that's interrupting me and I'm smarter. Uh, Very good. Not talking. Uh, uh, Is that he... uh, uh, I'm a lawnmower. (laughs) Is that very much um, this prick is just a... He's just a physical. He's a physical package. People look at him and go, "I want to see that guy do some stuff." In the same way that Goldberg, you'd just show people him spearing people and then lifting them up and slamming them in the jackhammer, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I'll fucking watch this motherfucker for twenty minutes." <laughs> Run into his chest and they explode. Yeah, it's it. They, it's what they're trying to do with Roman Reigns, even still, and Roman Reigns just doesn't have the body for it. So I don't know why they they keep doing it. Yeah, Roman Reigns is a weird thing, and that if you really look at him, it's like. Um, he would have kind of been a speed guy in the early 90s. Yeah, Roman Reigns would have probably been a guy they brought in to help out the Mean Street Posse. <laughs> he would have been Joey Abs. Holy fuck, he kind of looks like Joey Abs. He kind of looks like Joey Abs. That's insane. Holy fuck, isn't that Wow, great? I didn't even think he's a combination of Luther Reigns and Joey Abs. Yeah. Those neat Luther Reigns memes are the best, by the way. I haven't seen any. And just people noticing that Roman Reigns and Luther Reigns had the same last name. They're legit recycling these like NXT nicknames already. It's fucking terrifying. But, all right, here's another. Here's a title he won: uh, NWA Open Tag Team Championship. So like just a tag team where it's like we're also in an open relationship. Yeah, it's a tag team that likes to fucking head to key parties. He won it. <laughs> he won it twice with with Whipper Billy Watson. So oh, know, I time. do love the wrestler names in this time. Whipper, Whipper Billy Watson. He just know, sounds like a fun guy to hang out with. Oh, yeah, unless you're black. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of that connotation. But, like, he's one of those guys where, like, you think about, all right, four, those four guys, maybe it's just because I grew up in uh, southern Ontario, in Canada, but I know but Whipper Billy Watson. I know at least the people he won the title off. I know Fritz Von Eric, and I know Gene Kaniski. So it's like, he's really one of those weird guys. Like, I was going to ask, who do you think he's oh, like? Damn it. Now where a guy who people will know him in retros like won't know him in retrospect. You know what I mean? Like he's one of the top stars of the era. Here's a weird but people one. just kind of forget about him. Like, I, is it Lex Luger? I, I always think of Lex Luger in that way. Daniel Bryan. You think people just forget about Daniel Bryan? If you're not a fan of wrestling in the way that you and I are and that we don't really treat it like something it's something we like, it's something we have to know everything about. Yeah. Or the world stops spinning. Mm-hmm. You'll remember Daniel Bryan is like, oh, yeah, because he did the thing. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, he really only had one year. Yeah. And then his body exploded. Yeah, he had one year and then they were like, "Uh uh-oh, that tape's not yet. Goodbye. That's not true. And it also looks like that he wants to leave the Fed so he can keep wrestling, which is insane. I don't think it's insane. Kurt Angle, they told Kurt Angle if he took another back body drop, he would die 13, what, 12, 11... No, realistically, like 10, 11 First years First of ago? all, there is no medical evidence you can show me that proves that Kurt Angle isn't actually dead. <laughs> yeah. And second of all, like... A part of him is for sure dead. Yeah. A more than a part. Oh, how was your time in TNA, Kurt? Oh, it's fine. My boss fucked my wife, though. That's cool. I do all <laughs> the drugs. Like No, but he had, was divorcing his wife before TNA. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, it's because he loved having sex with black women, as ac- according to the Howard Stern show. Really? His interview on the Howard Stern show was almost as good as John Cena's, where John Cena says he likes to have sex with fat women. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Kurt Angle says a poem to Robin Quivers in a very creepy way. That's and terrifying. He, and he pronounces it main event mafia. And you're like, ugh. <laughs> when was this interview? 2006 or seven, when they were having trouble getting people to go on Howard Stern. When he switched to satellite. Okay. Oh, that's when he interviewed every wrestler because that's how that's entertainment works? Yeah. It's who oh, we need something. Uh, wrestling. We're going to need something that actually does bring us views but no one talks about because it's not very classy. Yeah, bring us wrestling. Yeah. Bring us wrestling. It's, it's one of the things that launched Arsenio quietly. Yeah. They was had like uh, every fucking wrestler on. Yeah. They got all the way to... Akeem and the Big Boss Man. Oh, yeah. And Akeem's going to be the first black champion of the world. It's the greatest <laughs> moment in history television. So good. Um, so, yeah, he wins the Canadian Open uh, Tag Team Championship twice, both with Bill- Whipper Billy Watson. Uh, he doesn't really win titles for very long. No, because you can't. doesn't need a title. Yeah. You All you can- need to do is put him in the ring with either someone who the last week hurt him or someone who's slightly taller than him. And it's like, yeah, I'll watch it. Who was booked really strong that because I'm now I'm trying to think like who was booked really strong who you like even we forget about like Ahmed Johnson was booked very strong Ken Shamrock Shamrock yeah yeah Just Crush you know what that's a fuck it that's actually the best one Crush is someone you absolutely forget about Crush never drew a fucking dime though what are you talking about when he was he got hit by a lead arm by Doink the Clown when he had a pot <laughs> belly in the tightest trunks I've ever seen. Oh yeah, he got fat. He got that was the weird thing about demolition. I think we'll do we have we done a demolition episode? I'm losing track. Anyway. No, we've only done a Barry Darso episode. By okay. the way, I had a little interaction on Twitter yesterday oh, which no. where a guy said, Where's my Barry Darso shut oh, up yeah. your fat t shirt? Oh yeah, I was gonna say, if you guys want Barry Darso shut up your fat shirts, we're legit gonna need like 50 people saying yes because that's the only way it makes sense but a couple people have yeah if you do say that by the way if there's 50 of you then for sure very darso shirts will be available on an angel fire that i'll re-edit no we'll just go to pro if you get 50 of you say we'll buy them we can go to pro wrestling tees and get them made but we need we need 50 of you to come forward and say and we know there's more than 50 listening (laughs) There is almost twice that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we need we need some people yeah. to say there's they almost want it. the equivalent of Yukon Eric's chest of people listening. Although it would be cool to make like how many people have asked like 
six. So just make six, and it's a hundred dollars each. Yeah. <laughs> you have one of two options. Yeah. Either you get forty-four more people. Or each shirt is two hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> which we're fine with. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, it will take me no time to design. Shut up, you're fat. Barry Darso's face as the golfer, though. Yeah, of course. Shut up, you're fat. And then we're not that popular enough for that. To, so it'll just look. Like, you will just look on like, laundry day or regular day. You're <laughs> gonna look like a fucking beaut. Yeah, that's why I would suggest on the front it says hashtag hashtag lariat. On the back, it then says, shut up, you're fat. No, it says, shut up, Darso's face, you're fat on the <laughs> bottom, and then wrestler view. Possibly a picture of our, like, just the neck of our fucking cocks. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just a bit, of, just a bit for the, a bit for the mummies and a bit for the dotties. <laughs> okay? LGBT. Large girl with big ditties. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag LGBT. I want, I want someone to start requesting your version of LGBT. Because, oh God, would that shirt sell so well in the climate that we are <laughs> in? If we went to Tejas, if we, were, if we did something in Tejas and we sold a shirt <laughs> that said, I'm all for LGBT. Uh, and then on the back it said, large girls with big ditties. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for sure... Instagram wouldn't like us. Half of Instagram would love us. Oh, the other half would want us dead. Our friends would disown us. No, no. Half our friends would disown us. <laughs> and the other half. The would. other half would be like, I bought a shirt, but don't tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the repo laugh. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I will, I'll stop recording. Um, Yukon Eric. Woo, segue. Segue from Yukon Eric. Okay. Oh, cool. Now let's get to the part about this. The part... About of this that's like cereal. Okay. Yeah. He killed a woman at a high school and Are then pretended serious? to be an Asian man. No. He, yeah, and his idea of pretending to be an Asian man in the 40s was extremely offensive. Yeah, it was very offensive because it was just him being a white guy with a dog going, not my land, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just started eating rice. <laughs> this is what they do. This is all they do. All they do is eat rice. Hey, hey. Patel, my name's Peter. Shut up. Eat some fucking nanas. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I should say this. He did win the Canadian Open Tag Team Championship three times. Mm. But you had to hide him in tag matches, which is interesting. Because only in the Kowalski matches where people really, really wanted to see him no. get his vange vange. He was still he was a draw, but he's also one of those things. He's an attraction guy in the same way with Andre the Giant, which is you'd always put Andre the Giant in a battle royal. Yeah. Because at this time then, because remember, it's not like now where they're coming to this the town once a year maybe. Mm -hmm. They were going to these places every fucking week. Yeah. And you'd recycle guys out every year to two years. Yeah. So it's not like they, there's not a lot you can do with a guy. So you, you just had to try and put him in tags, put him in tags, move into a hot feud. It's also depending on where the territory was at the time because a lot of territories would be tag territories that were more like lower down the totem pole and mm -hmm. then you'd do a singles tag because you could justify paying them less if there was four of them in the ring. If there was two of them, they'd get more of the split from the door because in those days, every wrestler just got paid off a split from the door, which is why all the promoters are literally the richest people in those areas. <laughs> And uh, I, I, I would say this: the other, uh, the other very important thing, nice about the Kowalski matches. It was the first televised match in Canada. No, it wasn't. 
Okay. First televised match is when I fucked your mom. <laughs> That's not true. That's, you're right. This is actually The true. timeline even wouldn't make sense. <laughs> even if you did have sex with my mother on television, there's no way it was... I did do that. You didn't. I did. No, you didn't. It was on CFCF Channel 14 mm, in Toronto. No, you didn't. Right? But during those interstitials when that woman Sandra would come on between The Simpsons and those weird telenovela Spanish soap Lucy Zilio. Yeah, Lucy Zilio. That's her fucking I'm name. Lucy Zilio. Ciao. <laughs> that woman must have so much money from literally appearing on television for four minutes in southern Ontario. Oh, here's some other feedback we got is Sharon Lawson Bram apparently was on in the States. Yeah, well, let's find out if Lucy Zilio means anything to anyone in America. I'm Lucy Zilio. Ciao. Ciao. It might. It might. People from Buffalo. Um, okay, well, so let's talk about uh, the demise of UConn, Eric. We were talking about his heyday being in the mid-50s. Uh, ten years after that, he starts mo- he starts wrestling in Florida. Starts wrestling uh, in Florida. By the way, he had a wife and kids throughout all of this. But like wrestlers in this age, it was like, here's your woman. Sex with her twice. Honey, so long. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then she- he, yeah, he went away. Uh, basically, all through all the time on the road, his wife got sick of his shit and uh, divorced him. And took a lot of his money. Really? Yeah. He was basically broke at the time. So he had financial problems. He wasn't going to see his kids. So He's what do you do in times like that? You dig deep, guys. You yeah. dig deep. You pull your Corvette into, or Cadillac, sorry, into a church, and then you uh, kill yourself. Yeah, you shoot your fucking head off. Well, apparently listening to opera music. And also apparently found shirtless. Gimmick. 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 <laughs> so, like When I read that, I was just, just straight like, up fucking carny. I was like, you fucking carnival barker. <laughs> They find me, Yukon Eric will die. Um, Maybe he killed Yukon Eric, but he still lives. Yeah, he killed the personification of Yukon Eric. Ooh. But Eric Holstrom? Still Holbeck? Around. That's what it is. Uh, Eric Holstrom? What is, what is his last name? Eric Holmbeck. Oh, can you just, can you eat better? I eat before really these well. Shows? Well, then why do you shit? I'm not shitting, I'm farting. What was, the, all right, what was the best thing about Yukon Eric? absolutely is fucking physical presentation this is a guy who's wrestling without steroids or probably eating well in the middle 50s and he looks way more intimidating than, any, than any fucking member of the shield <laughs> he looks really nice though i will say that he looks like a gentleman you know he, i'll tell you who he really reminds me of in a weird way is dr death steve williams oh okay in why the, He's just in that Dr. Death in his sort of heyday right before the UWF gets sold to the NWA mm-hmm. and um, Yukon Eric. There's something about them being in the ring where you're like, this motherfucker is going to kill someone. Like, he's <laughs> just so big. Yukon Eric, though, nothing. Yukon er, Eric was like silly. Like, every match I watched of him, it was just like this silly little. He's very similar to, I'd say, yeah, George, the, like later George the Animal Steel, where it's sort of like, oh, he's my pet, but he's a person. Exactly. Yeah, I could see children really, really loving Yukon Eric. Um, yeah, I guess the best thing you gotta come up with a be- uh, a better thing than that. I you gotta go look as well. My, I'm gonna say my worst thing uh, about him was just his athletic prowess. Like he just didn't seem like he was. I will take you one of the this. first bodybuilder wrestlers that I saw, where it was like, oh, this guy can't. Like it's interesting. Yeah, also, that it's interesting the guy Sorry, thirty years later could have slid right into. Even given his eight, no, it will could have slid right. Like you take this man, literally teleport him to the eighties, and he would have been just Ken Patera. 
He would have been better than Ken Patera. The problem with Ken Patera is Ken Patera, for being one of the greatest party animals in wrestling, yeah. lacked like he lacked energy and chemistry on camera. Like you wouldn't believe. He always, How do we know that about Yukon Eric though? Like we never heard the guy talk really. There's something about you watch his matches. And there's something very eye catching about him. You know what I mean? He has a certain energy to him. The way he actually did present his limited repertoire, it's very watchable in a time where a lot of wrestling was literally, as you said, like and wrist lock. Yeah, like he, because he's in tag matches, he comes in, and he also was a lot more reliant on the other guy selling in a way that a lot of wrestlers were. I agree. Because, like, Vern Gagne going to get you down, Vern Gagne going to get you down almost. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Vern Gagne, his moves didn't really require that much cooperation. Like, Yukon Eric shit co- required cooperation, and I think he's one of... At least the earliest examples of that I've seen. I mean, there was the guy who invented... I forget what his name is, but the guy who basically invented the Irish whip, and that was his finishing move. And he was the first guy who was like, straight up, this is nothing about this is real. <laughs> um, but um, but he's the, fir- he, the first guy... The earliest matches I've ever watched televised, uh, rather, that I've seen where it was like, this guy just requires complete cooperation. Like, you bounce off a guy's chest, and then you gotta be like, oh, that guy's chest is a rock! Like, you know? Completely. Um, so also, worst thing about Yukon Eric, the fact he killed himself probably. Well, I didn't like. I think his athleticism was worse than that. I think that he's someone that he could have very much been like a superstar. Like he would have had a longer career and been rejuvenated. I'm pretty sure he was also fucking young. Like yeah, he, he was pretty much past his prime by the time most people are making their money. Like he dies at forty. Yeah, he's dead at forty. Yeah, I think he could have had another run. They could have brought him in as an enforcer or a bodyguard somewhere else when wrestling got really hot again in the seventies. Like in the fi- like a fifty year old enforcer guy though. Yeah, fucking work for Mister Hughes. How old was Mister Hughes? I think he was dead. <laughs> He's just a zombie. Yeah, oh my god! Why haven't we done a Mister Hughes? And we we need to do a Mister Hughes for no other reason than that man. Was so many different characters without changing a goddamn thing, including, <laughs> including taking off his fucking sunglasses. Sunglasses look mean. Let's do it. Oh fuck, I love Mr. Hughes. Um, all right. Well, that's the end of the episode for Yukon Eric. Thank you. I would highly suggest, by the way, everyone go watch some Yukon Eric. It's quite exciting. It's it's honestly it's really bizarre because it's so modern, but in such an clearly in the old timey times because it's black and white. And there's a guy going, and don't forget to buy your Lucky Strike cigarettes at the concession stand. And if you see a woman, tell her to stop reading like a harlot. He, <laughs> he yeah. He, oh, it's going to sound weird. People will probably tell you that Vern Gagne was a great wrestler and Luke says was a great wrestler, and they were for their time. But Yukon Eric is more watchable than they were. Absolutely. Because it's like you're watching silly spots and you've seen this shit before. It's bad wrestling from the 80s, but in the 50s it looks great. Whereas you watch like an hour-long Luthez Vern Gagne match from the 50s and you're like, someone put a gun in my mouth. Yeah. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch a guy have a headlock. Yeah, you Because I know the match isn't over, but in the 50s they didn't know that. Uh. They were idiots. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. There's a guy who's trying to constrict your breathing. You'd be either suffocated to death by now or would have tapped out. Yeah. Or you'd burn your arms out and the other guy would just win. Yeah. That's actually a very good point. 
Um, you can't, yeah. I'm going to say this, Dylan. Thank you so much for discovering Yukon Eric. It was an exciting and educational episode. I was the first person to know about him. Yeah, everyone else didn't know about him. Now everyone go out there and shut up. You're fat. Yeah. I'm coming. One ongoing feud was with Killer Kowalski. In fact, Kowalski got the name Killer after one of his 15 fights against Yukon. A match we had in Montreal. Had a match with Yukon Eric. And uh, in the match, now, now Yukon Eric had a bad, bad color for our ears, two of them. In the match, I body slammed and knocked him down. I tied his leg in a rope. Over the second rope, his toe underneath the bottom rope. And he, so, so I, climbed, I used to do it for a finish. I used to climb a top turnbuckle, top rope, jump down across the guy's chest. That was one of my most famous moves. Knee drop off the top rope. So I did it to Yukon Eric. But the referee's underneath me untying his leg. As I'm coming down, Yukon Eric saw me come in. He turned away from me. I turned in midair, and my shin bone scraped it. So tight, scraped his cheek. I hit the ear and ripped right off the side of his head. There's photographs of him with just a lobe left. And his ear cauliflower rolled right across the ring. So this was a Wednesday, Friday, uh, that our office get paid. They paid every Friday. So as I walked in, uh, Eddie Quinn, the promoter, says, uh, been to the hospital? For what? What do you mean, for what, you dumb Pollock? Go to the hospital, apologize. For what? I've injured other wrestlers. I never apologized in my life. So he said to the officer, take him to the hospital. It's only a block away. So we went to the hospital, we went up to the second floor, I looked over, I see a bunch of people in the room there. Where he was at. So as I started walking away, the office guy run over this. Vlada Kowalski, at that time it was called Vlada Kowalski, it's Walter. Vlada is Walter in Polish. He's, he's out there. So I said, oh boy. So I walked over, stood in the doorway. Looked across the room, here's Yukon Eric sitting at the edge of the bed, feet on the floor, and he's, his head is bound. Pound around and around, bandaged around, bandaged. The first thought that came to my mind was Humpty Dumpty sitting on the wall. So I started laughing. Next day in the paper, Montreal Gazette. Vlada Kowalski visits Yukon American Hospital and laughs at him. The following Wednesday, Montreal forum again. People throw them garbage and junk at me, everything like that. You're an animal, you're a monster, you're a killer. That was it. The name stuck. Killer Kowalski.